Welcome to another Intentional Power Podcast. We are so glad that you are back. This episode, we are talking about giftedness with Tangela and Stephanie. They're going to talk about how finding your gift is a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. You may even hear about some backfiring civics and stories of brokenness. But the power of calling out your purpose, and sometimes it is recognized by others more than it even can be recognized by yourself. But it's necessary for you to walk out this life with intentional power. Intentional power is a continuation of an ongoing dialogue between two friends, Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. And now you. These dynamic, seasoned female leaders cover real topics that traverse the rich and sometimes bumpy adventure they call life. In sharing their experiences and perspectives, Tangela and Stephanie ask you to come along the ride with inspiration, laughter, and intentional power, as their goal is to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interest and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential. Hi, Stephanie. Angela. We're back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we are so excited to talk to you again today. We want to talk to you about your talent, your giftedness, right? And really just kind of give you some thoughts about how you should use that in your everyday life and how eventually you become a complete master of your gifts and your talents. Tangela, one of the things I love about talking with you on this topic is you are masterful at recognizing people's giftedness. Um, A lot of people move around in the world and maybe they're just so like, self-consumed. Yeah. It feels like you really are walking around with eyes wide open and by virtue of you seeing and engaging with another person's giftedness, it gives them an opportunity to discover. So why don't you start this conversation off talking about how, like how you see what you see, what, what happens when you recognize a gift in somebody else? Well, you know, we've talked about intuition and I think in our, in our intro show, we talked about how you and I met. And I remember you being on that panel of um, other people who were talking about entrepreneurship for women and all of that. But something about you just really spoke to me in terms of a natural gift and talent. You were very comfortable in your own skin. You were very knowledgeable, but it was more than just you being knowledgeable, right? So for me, um, it's, it's been a long time, but I've always, probably my entire life, even in childhood, I loved people. I've always observed people and I've always wanted to know what makes us awesome, what makes us great. And so I think for me, um, maybe I just came here that way. I don't know. My dad, he is such an encourager and he poured such positivity, bless you, such positivity into me that I don't know. It's just kind of how I walk the earth. And that is part of my gift. That's probably- it's almost like you see people's colors. Yeah. 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 I can't, I, I see their, their true colors, their energy. And um, it actually is painful to me when I see a person who's not actually walking in their gift or their calling, you know, um, it just kind of hurts me actually. Um, nothing I can necessarily do about it, but I get so much joy conversely, so much joy out of seeing people who are, walking in their gifts and talents like you are. I mean, you're, you've been very fortunate. Your whole career has been an evolution, right? 
of you walking in your gifts and talents. And because of that, you've helped so many people. So many people understand more about wealth and how wealth is associated with well-being and opportunities and living uh, 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 connected to you living a fulfilled life. So I love that you and I are have been friends for years and have encouraged each other, you know, in our in our separate gifts. And I can really speak to um, what it means to lean in. What I, I was that individual that was just doing things that the industry sort of guides mm-hmm. people to do. And of course, in the organization, um, certain things are valued and other things may not be. Right. And so at the point in my career where we got together, there were gifts and talents that were not being fully exercised. And I think I just had questions like, hmm, mm-hmm. um, organization doesn't really prioritize these. These aren't really yeah. part of our strategy. And you like you you blew into my institution and basically said, you have a gift, which almost threw me back on my heels. Yeah. And I just, it was such a powerful moment for me because it was also a challenge. I think leaning into your gifts causes you to, forces decisions, forces you to make decisions to guide your career. But so, so let's, let's talk a little bit about how we um, discover. I was discovering gifts and talents when you came to find me and I realized I was doing something that I just loved doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost like I was doing things without pay just because <laughs> I loved it. It felt great. I felt energized. And not only did I feel good doing it, but it seemed like people were responding. Right. And so the, both of those, both of those uh, points I talk about in my, in my book, but for me, it's really been a journey. And so I don't want people to think this is kind of an overnight thing. I'm not, I, you know, I kind of have to look back. Um, over my life and 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 think about when I first recognized my gift, but I don't even know that it was conscious. But I'll never forget this, and you'll appreciate this story. So I had quit my corporate job and I wanted to start, you know, was planning on starting a business, which, you know, that's 21 years ago. Well, you'll appreciate this story. I didn't make, I didn't financially plan to quit my job and start a business. So I was broke, honey. I mean, broke. And, um, but I, I, I wasn't going to give up, but it was just very dark times. So I had this green Honda Civic. I'll never forget this day. And, you know, it was an okay Honda Civic. And so, but it was backfiring that morning and I needed a job. And I had a job interview with a temp agency because I wasn't going to go back to corporate. I was just going to do whatever I could to survive. And my husband had just started a job, new job. So he wasn't making that much money. It was just terrible financially. So my car is backfiring. I get in the car. I'm pissed off. I started cursing as it was backfiring, which, you know, I try not to do that anymore. But so I drive over the bridge. I'm going to this temp agency. The car is just backfiring. People are ducking because they think guns are going off. And um, I, I go to the temp agency. They send me to this trucking company for a second shift administrative job in a trucking company. Yeah. I was at a real low, low spot. Okay. And mind you, I had two degrees at this time. Okay. So I go to the trucking company, the young lady that interviews me, she is probably, you know, two or three years younger than I am. She has this huge diamond on her hand. She had just gotten married to the son whose father owned the company. Okay. 
So she had like a two, three carat diamond ring on. So I'm interviewing with her. I already feel very, my ego is just at the bottom, right? Um, but I still push through because I'm trying to get the second shift job working at a trekking company, whatever. And um, so we started talking and I told her I had my master's in English. And she was like, oh, I want to get my master's. I am so, I love language and blah, blah, blah. So here I am trying to get this second shift job at a trekking company. And um, I'm talking to this young lady who's younger than I am, less educated, less you know degrees than I do with a huge diamond ring on. And I am coaching her about why she should go back to school and why she should pursue her dream. Okay. But and in that moment, you know, as, as, as horrible as I felt, as down as I felt, as rejected as I felt, I still found the energy and the care to help someone else. So anyway, uh, that was, did you see what you were doing in that moment? I I don't think so. I I didn't see it in that moment because my car was still backfiring for one and I had to get it fixed and I didn't have the $235 to really get it fixed. So that was another thing. But suffice to say, I did not get the job. And that was a blessing that I did not get the job. And then the car was under warranty. So that was another blessing. And after I got through all of those hard things, I thought, God, how did I even encourage this person when I was in such a low space? So one of the things you have to learn about your gifts, like you said earlier, it brings such joy to you, um, regardless of whether you're being paid or not being paid. It really has nothing to do with it. And it energizes you in a, in a way that nothing else does. You know, regardless of where you are on earth, your gift is universal. You can put me anywhere on this earth, on this planet. And if I can speak the language, if I can connect with that person verbally, then, then we can discover some things. My gift will still be active in that moment. And so it keeps you, it keeps you joyful, it keeps you joyful. So you appeared in my life at a great point where I had already achieved a lot of success. Yep. And I was working my way through the corporate ladder and hitting all the rungs and getting all the right you know, certifications. And I, what I realized is we do set people up to work for extrinsic markers of success. Yes. And I wasn't far off, but you came at a perfect time for me to then assess and say, this isn't all there is for me. This isn't all there is for me. And a beautiful thing is, as I was asking questions, you flew in, um, you have a wonderful assessment. One of the things that I will never forget, Tangela, you gave me my assessment. We had lunch, I think, as you were going through it. And what stood out to me, I was just taking it all in. We, we, we can work on self-awareness, but sometimes having external points of validation. Mm -hmm helps us like make sure we're not delusional. Right. <laughs> and something you gave to me was so powerful and, and I'm keeping this as my North star moving forward. But um, while in the corporate world, I was doing a ton of extracurricular, you know, community oriented events. And I knew that the culture of a lot of the bankers was community stuff is social. It's fluffy. There, you know, there you go again, little socialite. 
And I don't know if I'd ever articulate that to me, but in this assessment, you, you basically outlined that my gift is people. Right. And you said, you basically were telling me that all of those things that I was doing that was considered fluffy and social in my corporate culture was actually a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think you even said, you can monetize this. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just said it. Well, probably because, you know, I'm always looking for the, the you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I love business. So, yeah, I won't even lie about that. Let's um, explore gifts and monetize it. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do. Um, because to your point, you can monetize your gifts, right? I'm not saying that is a must do, have to, but you certainly can. I've been able to, you've been able to, lots and lots of people have been able to, they wouldn't necessarily explain it that way, but you can. Um, and so, but, but I, but here's the thing about the gift though. If you see it only as a commodity, I don't know that it works mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it should, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's where you can't get caught up. And even myself, you know, I have to try to not get caught up in, in, okay, how can I monetize my gifts and talents? I already do that, but how can I take them to the next level? Cause once you get wrapped up in that, then it becomes, Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? You, you, you almost, oh, cannibalize, devalue that, that beautiful gift that you have. And so I never really want to do that, but you certainly can monetize it because our gifts and talents are natural to us. We don't recognize them as important. We don't even recognize them, period. So typically we recognize them through other people. Other people will ask you to do things. If people are asking you to do things at work and you're like, okay, sure, sure. They're asking you maybe because you're really, really good at it. And for you, it's just normal. It's just every day. No big deal. No big deal. So it's important actually that we be in relationship, i.e. the two of us, be in relationship um, with other people to even sometimes discover our gift. So that's an important part of the process. And that's kind of, you know, what we what we helped each other do is recognize, you know, how we can evolve in our gifts and talents. So I think that's really, really key and important. What I love about this as well is I'm one that wants to constantly learn and I never enjoy feeling stale. I get bored. Yeah. So the entrepreneur path is fascinating for me because there's no limits, like there's no status quo. Every day is a new day. Mm -hmm. And when you are leaning into your gifts and talents, there are probably so many varieties of expression. Mm -hmm. Like Mozart wasn't playing the same tune over and over. Right. 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 It was an unlimited display of creativity and expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say, to be honest with you, that's part of my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to be, I mean, I'm being real honest. I have such an over, <clears throat> excuse me, an overflow of creativity associated with my gifts and talents. Sometimes it's really hard for me to focus. So <clears throat> I have to take time to, to say, okay, let's carve out some time. Let's structure this thing, this next level. Um, because it, for me, it's an overflow. I, I'm never at a loss for ideas or thoughts or uh, uh, creativity or ways to connect. I'm just not. I haven't been probably in 20 years, to be honest. And the other beautiful thing, I'm never burned out. I am not burned out. I just, the last time I was burned out, 
I was, uh, you know, working in, in the corporate setting that wasn't really suited for me. And that's been, like I said, probably about 21, 22 years ago. So I have not been burned out since then. So Tangela, another thing I love about learning about one's gifts and talents is as you rise into leadership seats, Mm-hmm. The best leaders know how to align people's yeah. gifts and talents with the yeah. right seats on the bus. Mm-hmm. When you have a team of people that you have cultivated um, that just love what they do and they race in to do it every day and they're being rewarded for it. Yeah. That's an, that's an activated company. And I have yeah. seen times when I feel like leaders are not really in tune with people's gifts and talents they are kind of shoving them into slots mm-hmm that may or may not be mm-hmm. perfectly aligned. And you're really setting people up for failure as a leader if you do that. And, and the other thing from a business standpoint, and this is something that I help my clients do, um, you can certainly be more productive when you have people that are working in their gifts and talents because it's very easy for them versus having Sue over here who just hates what she's doing. Now she's skilled, but she's not gifted. She's skilled, but not gifted. That's a huge difference. You know, productivity goes up. You're able to accomplish so much more with a smaller team. You have less drama because you don't have, you know, 50 people trying to do a work that really eight gifted people could do in half the time. So those are the benefits to your point. So the greatest leaders that I've had the opportunity to work with were masters at pulling that executive team together. All right. So, you know, when so, a person, go ahead, go ahead. How have you, how have you gently told somebody this ain't your gift? Oh, honey, <laughs> I don't, look, I don't do gent, gentle. I mean, you know, I, I, Hey, um, I'm very direct <laughs> and, you know, it's even really hard for me to explain, but I have a way of talking to people and giving them the information they need in a way that they can receive it and act upon it. And so that is part of my part of my gift set. And so I've never had anybody just say, you know what, Tangela, you hurt my feelings or maybe, you know, whatever. They appreciate the the knowledge. You know, if you if you're walking around, you just had lunch and you have broccoli like right here. You want to know you want somebody to tell you that that broccoli needs to come out, not you walk around all day with broccoli in between your teeth. So it's kind of like that. People are appreciative of saying, hey, I need to pivot. I need to redirect my energy because I'm exhausted. (laughs) And now I know why, because operating only from a level of skill is exhausting. From giftedness is energizing. It's a big difference. And when you do the first thing, you you affect everybody around you. If you are moving from a place of exhaustion, you're just hating life. I mean, that mojo, whether it's at work or in a family, there is emotional contagion and you're not serving yourself and you're certainly not serving the people around you. Exactly. And even to your point with family, my daughter, she's amazing. Um, She's 19 years old and and probably her, the majority of her life, I've moved her towards her gifts, right? So I've tried to help her figure out what that is. And I will tell you, she is on the path, right? So to get on the path at a young age is extremely powerful. So I would say to you guys out there, here's what I want you to think about from a practical standpoint. Very simple. 
Think about every day, every single day, every hour. Does this thing I'm doing energize me or does it drain me? Does it energize me or does it drain me? Now, we all do things that, that drain us. Like, I don't like cooking. I don't like washing dishes. They drain me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, those are just kind of things we have to do. But I want you to think about the things that energize you daily. I want you to think about the things that people are asking you to do frequently. Okay. And then I want you to think about the outcomes of those things that people are asking you to do. As Stephanie has said before, journal, write those things down and you'll be on, you'll start on the path. And I want you to know there's a difference between being skilled and being gifted. We said that before, figure out what that means. I'm skilled at quite a few things, but I don't, I don't confuse that with giftedness. My gift is, you know, two or three things kind of wrapped up that move me towards what I'm called to do. Um, so just be very thoughtful about that and it will come to you, but you have to be intentional. I love this conversation. And what's so much fun is, as we continue to age and evolve, we keep um, figuring out what that next level is. Right. Right. And, yeah. And you know what? I, I You use the word evolve. I have no intentions of ever retiring. Mm -mm. I just don't. Mm -mm. Right. I'm like Dolly Parton. I'll just drop dead one day. Oh, she's dead. Drag me off, honey. I'm okay. Because I will have lived a life where I walked in my calling, where I leveraged and utilized my gifts and talents on this earth. Um, I see no reason for me to retire. Yeah, I may slow down a little bit, but I'm already kind of planning for this last half of my life and, and what it should look like. Being Using your gifts brings you joy. And joy is different than happy. Happy is temporary, okay? Joy is a knowing that's sustainable. And so we should be shooting for the joy, not the happy, happy. You know, uh, nice shoes make you happy. Big house makes you happy. Car makes you happy temporarily or whatever makes you happy, right? But that joy is a knowing. And so we are seeking that knowing, understanding your gifts and talents. When you know that, your life is so much better, you know, so much So better. this is going to be another podcast, but... Um, if you do it to love, the money will follow. Yep. And we will talk again about when you are bringing your gifts into the room and fully leaning into them. Um, you do discover your purpose. Yes. Which yes. is that joy yes. that you just talked about. And you know what? To your point, that's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> this keeps growing. Yeah, it does. I just wrote that down. So, hey, guys, you'll have to tune in. Um, for that podcast. We're not sure when it's going to be, but we know that it's super important. But for now, just every day, think about your gifts, what energizes you, what motivates you, the thing you do for free. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intentional Power with Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. If this touched you in any way, we do want to ask you to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. As our goal is to continue to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interests and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential.